To stand the fuck up It is Wednesday Which means Another goddamn episode Of Chin Check Baby And today We are looking back At last night The last For six weeks too Dana White's contender series So week seven Yo That brought us some action people Definitely that So we look back at that Then Tomorrow night We've got Invicta FC 42 Cummings v Zapparelli So we look ahead at that card And the weekend We've got a huge clash Tyrone Woodley Against Colby Covington They finally getting it on So we break that down too So yeah A packed one today people So Let's get this motherfucker going Right? Stand up! Okay, so we had the last Dana White Contender Series for the next few weeks. You know, with the UFC going over to Fight Island, we won't have, I believe the 4th of November is the next time we get a little midweek action. So, it was like, What's going to happen this week? You know what I mean? There's been a flurry of contracts. We've seen some great performances. So, you know what I mean? It was all set. The stage was there. So, it started off with a featherweight featherweight clash between Dennis Pivia and Kyle Driscoll. Um... Hey, this was, hey, it was an interesting one, right? So, Pivia came out and landed a huge right hand on Driscoll, you know what I mean? But then after that, um, you know what I mean? Just Driscoll was able to just tie things up, get that control on the fence... Got a couple of takedowns, and that was really the rest of the fight. You know, like Pivia just couldn't really stop the takedown. You know, um, like he was just throwing a few sing- single shots. That was his big um, problem. Like Pivia stopped the takedowns in the second round. But he he just got pieced up with the kicks, you know. And then in the third round, um, Driscoll, yeah, he was able to uh, just really just push that pace, you know. He pushed that pace, and yeah, just work it, 
You know, like Pivot, yeah, he he did land a guillotine. You know, he did land a guillotine and all of that. But Driscoll's escaping, and then ended with some ground and pound. You know, he he just did the work, right? It wasn't. Had I feel the problem with it, it like Driscoll wasn't really pushing things. You know what I mean? He he wasn't trying to get too far in there. He wasn't putting himself at risk to get the win. It was very measured, right? Very measured, very safe. Now, if that was, you know, uh, an early prelim fight, hey, you'd look at it and think, yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Got a, got a good win. But when you're trying to get a contract, the just the urgency to try and progress things wasn't really there. So then our next fight, um, this was an interesting one. You know what I mean? It was the the women's um, featherweight division, right? So we had Tanisha Tennant, who uh, has been doing well in Invicta, you know, and we last saw a win season three of the Phoenix Rising series, uh, and then she was fighting Danielle Wolf, right, so she was a top level boxer, but just hasn't been able to get any fights, you know, she's tried to get fight. no one wants to fight her, because she was a legit knockout artist when it came to, uh, you know, the boxing ring, so yeah, this was her MMA debut, her pro debut. So it was an interesting kind of situation. How was it going to go? Now the first round, um, yeah, Wolf really just used that jab, landed some really good shots, and she was throwing nice combinations. Now Tennant, she was throwing kicks. You know, she was throwing like the the you know the kind of John Jones a leap kick kind of thing. But she wasn't really pushing it. Like, she was coming forward. But, you know what I mean? Like, Wolf was able to back her up. And every time Wolf landed, you could see those shots hurt. You know? You could see those shots hurt. Now, when, you know what I mean, Tennant landed, she she landed some nice shots. But then she didn't follow it up. She wasn't throwing enough combinations. Now, the second round was going that same way. But Tennant landed a really good body kick that uh, kind of hurt Wolf. She then followed it up with combinations. You're a nice flurry that was doing the job. You know what I mean? You could see she, she'd hurt Wolf, right, but then the round ended, but she put in some good work, and that was the thing, she needs to throw in long combinations, that's how she can progress, but she doesn't have that single knockout power shot, so the long combinations, that's where, you know, she could do her thing, so we go into the third round, and, um, yeah, Wolf was, you know, she, 
all throughout the fight, she was showing tremendous takedown defense. You know, just solid takedown defense. It was so good. Uh, now, we did see her inexperience, right? One time, Tennant was trying to get the takedown. So, Wolf gr- grabbed the neck, tried to get a guillotine. Now, it was tight, right? And a professional... You know, someone with more experience, they would have just turned it slightly, put that pressure to get the tap. Wolf didn't know that, right? So we saw the inexperience. Um, Tennant was able to escape with, I think, like a minute left, maybe 30 seconds. Um, So she was on top and landed some shots, but nothing too crazy, Right, so then we went with um, Corey Coop against Michael Lombard. Um, I think this was a welterweight clash. And, like, uh, you know I mean, Coop had the long legs. He was tall as a motherfucker. You know what I mean? So... He was really trying to land some good kicks and everything like that. Uh, But, see, the problem was he's been all very flashy, landed some good stuff, you know. Probably won the first round. But um, Lombardo, you know what I mean, he's pushing for the takedown. So he's able to get the takedown. Um... And he landed some big shots, right? The thing that I think cemented the first for Coop was he got a guillotine and it was tight. It was so tight, but there was no time, right? And you just think if there was more time, because, yeah, Lombardo wasn't escaping. So if the round hadn't have ended, you think Coop would have won that. So then the next two rounds... We just kind of saw Lombard just uh, just keep the pressure on Coop, get some takedowns. But the problem for Lombard was he got the takedown, but he wasn't really busy. Wasn't really busy, wasn't really progressing his position, looking for submissions, anything like that. He was just trying to control it from the top. Now, yes, Coop is dangerous. You know, he was throwing up the legs. He was trying to get submissions sometimes, but still not not enough, right? Not enough, and Coop... He was more content to stay on the ground than get up, which he should have been doing. So, I think that was a problem. So, Lombardo won the fight, but it was a very safe victory, you know. And he was moaning afterwards, saying, like, ah, the guy was so tall, what was he meant to do? And it's just like, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's the thing, yeah, you know. We, we get that, but. He didn't show, you know, he didn't show any compunction to try to get any further, to try and land more shots. I think that was the issue for him in that fight. 
so we then um oh man we we had uh Muhammad Namivov against Colin Anglin and oh this was this was a crazy fight it it really was you know um man i think i think anglin was the underdog going into this one there's a bant no a featherweight clash uh and look we saw uh namiov he had some heavy hands and in that first round he landed some big shots some really big shots and you thought fuck i'm not sure anglin can survive this right but anglin he stayed in there he stayed in there and i think i think namiov got a little bit tired in the second and third now not a great like not to the extent where he couldn't do anything but i feel like it was a fast paced fight and i feel he did slow a little bit and anglin he just kept that pressure on he landed some really good shots in the clinch he was landing knees you know what i mean like he was really bringing that pressure Really going for it, you know, and that's the thing. You mean know, angling was just putting it all out there, and even friggin' um Namiov was trying to the end. He gets a reversal at the end, and he's throwing down shots, trying. It was a great friggin' fight, man. It really was. You know, two people that really. Really put it out there. So then our last fight. It was a middleweight clash. Against Gregory Rodriguez. Who was huge. Now he was fighting. A uh, you know a returnee. Jordan Williams. Had fought two times before. Has diabetes. So he can't really cut weight. You know what I mean? You'd kind of feel that. He'd probably be better at welterweight. Because he was, you know what I mean, Rodriguez was so much bigger. Um, and the fight started. And, um, you know what I mean, because Williams in his last fight showed really good hands. Really good movement. In this fight, Rodriguez was hitting him. He was landing a great jab. You know what I mean, a few, some kicks and everything like that. Oh, right, are you just thinking, oh... I'm not sure how many more of these shots Williams can take. But, you know what I mean? Williams didn't, you know, didn't back down, right? Didn't even show himself to be hurt, anything like that. He kept focus and he was pushing for, always pushing forward. And on one occasion, he landed a huge left hand. Huge left hand. It stunned Rodriguez. And Williams just put it all out there. He unloaded a great combination. Here that was rocking Rodriguez. And Williams, very measured. He didn't, you know, he didn't crowd himself. Right? He stayed at good range. Just 
pinpoint accuracy on the shots. Rodriguez goes down. The ref jumps, stops the fight, and goddamn Williams, whoo, he was over the moon, over the motherfucking moon. It was ah oh man, it was great. It was great. So after all of that, you kind of felt that. The last two fighters, Anglin and Williams, would get contracts. So when Dana was breaking it all down, right? He, um, yeah, he, you know, he pretty much hit all the points Bisbin had during the um, during the evening. You know, like the first fight, it was decent, but like there wasn't that urgency, right? Now the interesting thing was. Dana did give Danielle Wolf a contract. And I I do get that, right? She can't get any fights because of her um, boxing skills, right? The um, women's featherweight division is... Sorry, flyweight division. Uh, 45s. I always get that mixed up. God damn it, I'm an idiot. But, um, yeah, that division is mad thin. So they need fighters. So I think with the the people there, Wolf could fight a few, a couple of fights, which would ease her in, right? So I do get why she got a contract over a uh, developmental one. Because look, even without any fights, she showed some good skills. Definitely good takedown defense. So, do you know what I mean? A lot of, with the work and everything like that, yeah, she can, you know, she can up those skills, I feel. So, um, yeah, you know, Lombardo ah, just wasn't, not enough urgency, again. But, Anglin gets a contract, and so does Williams, which, yeah, perfect sense. They both had really good performances. So yeah, on this last edition for the next six weeks, free contracts. You know what I mean? So um yeah. And we are oh, those last two fights. Oh they were very good. So yeah, not a bad night man. Not a bad Tuesday night. Okay, so on Thursday night, Invicta FC is back. We're getting um, Invicta 42, Ashley Cummings against Alicia Zapparelli. And so, um, yeah, this card, we're going to have a bantam, sorry, an atomweight champion crowned. Right, so... um. Yeah, it's all fun, right? I'm imagining that we're going to have TJ DeSantos, Laura Sanko, Julie Kedzi uh, in attendance doing their thing. Uh, so we have got a six-fight main card, and it all starts off in the flyweight division. we got Jennifer Jennifer Chang against Floor Hanny. Okay, so um, yeah, Chang. She's had one pro fight. She's on a four fight win streak. 
right? So, um, you know, won her amateur fights and then her pro. Now, interesting enough, she lost her first amateur fight. But that's always a good look, right? Someone lose but then come back. You know, don't get disheartened. Come back and then just win everything after that. So she actually made her pro debut at Bellator 208. Um, but that was October 2018. So she has been out of action for a good ass while. You know, no, no real understanding why. Um, so yeah, on the other side, we got Floor Hanny. Uh, who is two and one right now? Um, now she last fought um in November last year, right? So this will she's actually fought in Invicta before, right? So she was um part of the Phoenix Series Two tournament, uh, where she you know she it was a split decision loss to Chantel Coates. So, yeah, that that's not bad at all. And I just think this experience, you know, I think that's going to see her get the win here. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Hanny uh, to take that one. All right, so next we go to Autumn Norton against Brittany Cloudy. Uh, so this is a bantamweight clash. So uh, the natural, she is a one and one on a one fight win streak. So that was against Shiana Rincon. Uh, so that was November last year at Invicta thirty eight. Uh, she um lost to Erin Harp at Invicta thirty six. Where she made her pro debut. You know, so, um, yeah, just looking at her record, you know, she's got a submission, couple of TKOs, you know, um, but yeah, it, you know, it's lower level and everything like that. Now, Brittany Cloudy, she's two and two, coming off a loss. But the interesting thing about Cloudy, she made her debut against Erin Blanchfield, who um also made her debut that night in Victor 30. She, you know, it was a split decision loss, which hey, we've seen Blanchfield on the rise that she's been at. You know, and Blanchfield will be fighting for a title at Invicta 43. So, you know what I mean? That's not bad. It's not bad at all. Uh, you know, so... Yeah, she's been up in there doing her thing. Uh, so she last fought in March this year. Uh, it was a split decision loss to Hayley Cowan at LFA. Uh, now, looking at her record... You know, she's got some TKO wins in the amateurs. You know, a couple of submissions... Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to go with Cloudy Yeah, I'm going to take Cloudy You know, for the win Um, with this one 
But uh, yeah, it will probably be an interesting, close kind of scrap. So then we go back down to the flyweight division. We got Victoria Leonardo against Liz Tracy. Okay, so the Titan, she is five and three, right? So she's coming off a couple of losses. Um, I mean, but you know, she's fought some tough people, right? So, uh, you know, the losses are against Ashley Yoda, um, you know, Andrea Lee, right? And Stephanie Gouchmacher. So they're all tough. Now, she did lose to Deanna Bennett, but that was in the Phoenix, um, the Phoenix series, the second one. And that's only one round, right? So that's classed as an exhibition bout, right? But yeah, Deanna Bennett, she's tough, right? So yeah, nothing to uh, really scoff at. But yeah, she's you know she she's uh, you know she could submit you. She's got a TKO win. So you know what I mean. She's been in there doing her thing, old um Tracy. But she is up against um, you know she's got a a tough foe in front of her with Victoria Leonardo the Fury. Who is uh, six and two? Now, she herself is coming off a couple of losses, but you read that the last loss was Aaron Blanchfield, and yeah, Leonardo. You know she didn't have a bad first round, but Blanchfield, she just ah oh man, she wears on you, and she came. Back and got the stunning head kick victory in the second round. Now that fight was um, February this year, so um, yeah. Before that, she lost a um, you know a Phoenix series fight to Miranda Maverick, who eventually went on to win um, that tournament, and she is now in the UFC. You know, but. She does have a win over, you know, Gelchmucker. And, yeah, Gelchmucker, she, you know, she's tough. So, yeah, we, we know that, um, yeah, Leonardo can mix it up. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, she's got some submissions. Right? So, um, yeah, she can do that. She's fought a boxing fight against Ariel Beck. That she won. Um, so yeah. She's got skills. You know. She has definitely got skills. Um, I think I'm going to give this one to Leonardo. Yeah. I think she just has the edge. Over um, Tracy. But hey. It's gonna be, that's going to be a fun fight though. It's definitely going to be a fun one. So. Um, yeah. Then we go to the. Oh, I think it's our lone strawweight fight on the card. We got Jessica Delboni against Harisha Tiburisi. Hmm, I'm not sure I pronounced that correctly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 
There you go. Now, Delboni, she is 9-2. and two, Coming off a loss in the last one. Right? Um, that was Julia Polostri uh, in Chateau. Uh, that was October last year. Right? Um, her last visit to Invicta... I was uh, in Victor 36. She has a win over Lindsay Van Zant, um, which yeah, not a bad, yeah, not a bad one. Um, she uh, fought Ashley Cummings in Victor 32, but was on the wrong side of a decision that night. Um, now Dalboni, yeah, you know she, yeah, she's tough. She's got a, you know, she's got a couple of TKOs, but yeah, she, you know, she'll be in that mix, grinding it out. Um, usually going to a decision. Now on the other side, so this is a crazy one, right? So um, Harishia, um, Tiburusi, hmm, she's eleven and four. Coming off, um, you know, a couple of wins, and Harishi actually beat Michelle Waterstone for the atom weight belt at Invicta um, 10. Yeah, so that was just before Waterstone uh, came to the UFC, you know. So, um, yeah, she, you know, she's been. In there doing her thing, like she's fought Jin um Jin Yufrey, uh in Victor sixteen, and Jin Yufrey, you know she's now in the UFC, right? So yeah, she's been in there, fought some tough people, but yeah, her last fight was um in Victor twenty three twenty seventeen, right? So she has a win over Tessa Simpson, but who? She has been out for a while. And even, you know, she only fought once in 2017. Right? So she hasn't really... Like, she never really had a, f- a huge frequency to her fights. Skilled, but just, yeah, just not... Not in there fighting a lot. Right? So, um, yeah, that is the... That's the thing here. So, you know, I feel that, you know, ring rust could be an issue. So I think I'm going to go with, um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with uh, Delboni, you know, just because, yeah, she fought last year, you know, she's fought with more frequency, so... That confidence and the skill set, just being able to flow with things, you know, that she's going to have that, right? Uh, so then we go to our co-main event of the evening, Lisa Vesosa against Raquel Canuto, right? So, um, you know, Vesosa... Formerly Spangler. Hey, she's 5-1. Uh, and one. Uh, Coming off a loss in the last fight. Which was the main event of, um, you know, the, the Phoenix free tournament. Um, 
which she lost to uh, Yulia Stolarenko. Um, and yeah, you know what I mean? She's, um, yeah, that was a tough fight. You know, like it was close, right? It was a very close fight. Um, split decision, you know, was for the bantamweight belt. So we know uh, Vasosa, yeah, she can mix it up, right? She can uh, definitely be up in there with people. On the flip, so Canuto, uh, she is six and six. She's also coming off a loss, but I think she spent. The, the whole of 2019 on the grappling circuit And she didn't do badly You know, didn't do badly at all Right, um, her last MMA fight It looks like it was Invicta 25 You know, 2017 Against Yana Kutsuntaya Right, so, the, you know, it was a decision loss but um, cousin Ty, you know, she's now in the UFC. She does have a um a victory, rear naked choke win over Pani Kinzad, who uh yeah, you know now UFC fighter. Now she beat Caitlin Young, back in the day. So yeah, definitely the talent is there. I mean, definitely the talent is there She's also fought Like Raquel Pennington Amanda Nunes Sarah McMahon You know what I mean So, yeah, I mean, the losses But Hey, she's been You know what I mean, she's been in there Definitely been in there Mixing it up with people Uh, But, as I said, look Yeah, she hasn't had an MMA fight since twenty, you know, seventeen. Now she did have a grappling fight in February. She won it, you know, which is all good. But yeah, it's been a while since she's, you know, had someone punch her in the face. Right. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna go with, uh, you know, I'm gonna go with the battle angel here. I think just. Yeah, just her frequency, right? I think that's going to be the thing that sees her through. It's going to be a fun fight, though. Um, And the main event, we got Ashley Cummins against Alicia Zapparelli. So, Cummings, old Schmashley, she is 7-5, and five, coming off a loss in her last fight. But that was against Jin Fei. You know, who does seem to be her Achilles heel. You know, she lost it in Victor 39. And then she also had a loss to Frey at Invicta 24. Um, but, yeah, Cummings, you know, she's definitely been one of these people that have been, you know, she's been around. She's fought some tough people. You know, she fought Joanne Calderwood and Invicta 3. Right? Um, Emily Kagan in Victor 6 Alexa Grasso in Victor 8 Alright, so yeah, she she's definitely whew, been up in there You know, she um, had a fight on season 23 of The Ultimate Fighter 
So, you know, she's floated around, she's been in a mix, right? Usually, you know, I mean, usually goes to a decision with her, you know, but, um, yeah, on the other side, she's got the half pint, who is seven and two, coming off two wins, you know, um, so she has fought more recently. And she beat Lindsay Van Sant, adding Victor Fulty. That was in July. Now, it was a split decision. It was a very frigging close. You know, very. I did feel Van Sant was unlucky to, to lose that one. But, um, you know, it just shows the toughness of uh, Zapparelli. She also beat Kelly D'Angelo at Invicta 39. That was in February. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I think, although, you know, you could look at it that, um, Cummings has fought the higher caliber of fighter, you know, I think, you know, Zapparelli, I think it's just her frequency, and the fact that, you know, she fought in July, I think that's definitely gonna be a big plus for her. Right, you know, coming off the two wins, so she's definitely confident, and um, I think that's gonna see her to a victory. So yeah, I feel that um, you know, Zapparelli, she's riding high. She really wants to get that atom weight belt, and um, yeah, I think Thursday night is gonna be her night. Definitely interesting to see how that fight goes though I think it's going to be fun So yeah, looking forward to this one Definitely looking forward to this one But um, oh, oh, people, right Really looking forward to, um, you know our, The November event where we see Pearl Gonzalez against Aaron Blanchfield In the main event Whoo so, yeah, looking forward to that one, too. But, um, yeah, Thursday, people. Whew, you know, I think Invicta always brings that heat. So, um, yeah, this should be a fun night. Okay, so, people. Everything is about to change soon. Okay, that's a little dramatic, right? <laughs> Everything's about to change. What the fuck? <laughs> no, on the real, right? So the UFC is going back to Fight Island. But this coming weekend, right? The last card in Vegas for, uh, for a month or so. I think it's a month, maybe a month and a half. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, we have got a big one. You know what I mean? 14 fights, right? 14 fights. And right now, people, right now, it is headlined by Colby Covington and Tyrone Woodley. Oh, shit. Yup, yup. So, hopefully, nothing happens and we get to see this grudge match. Ha! Huh. But, 
Before we get to the main card, we have an eight fight preliminary. <laughs> an eight fight preliminary. We got eight fights on the prelims. All right. So obviously that will be split into early prelims and then the prelims, prelims, right? Um, no word on you know what I mean what that break off point is right now. But we have got some fights, people. Got some goddamn fights, and I cannot wait. The only problem is there's a lot of fucking names to try and pronounce, and that is always, always a little difficult. A little difficult. All right, but uh, you know we struggle. We persevere because we're warriors, people. Motherfucking warriors. So, uh, yeah. That's how we do. We represent. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. I'm talking out of my ass right now. But. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, no. We got some fun fights. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's take a look, right? So we start off in the flyweight division And um, Tyson Nam Who couldn't fight last week Yo, quick turnaround He gets to do it this week Against Jerome Riviera So, um, yeah I know, it's an interesting one, right? So, um, Nam, he is 19, 11 and 1 Right, so uh, yeah, he hmm, this will be his full fight in the you know, what I mean, he's his full fight doing it in the UFC. Uh, so he came uh, September last year, you know, what I mean, he lost a decision to Sergio Pettis. And then after that, they were like, okay, you know, we'll give you a, a, a you know, another another cat. So he got Kai Carafrant <laughs> in February. It's just like, God damn it, can I catch a break? Um, but, you know, he, 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 he came back in June and he got a nice win. You know, what I mean? a quick ass win too. A right hook, boom, and he beat uh, Zahar Adashev. Um, yeah, so that's all good. So yeah, he gets to um do his thing this Saturday. Uh, now he's um yeah he's got a few TKOs. You know what I mean? He's got a few TKOs. Um, and then it's decisions. You know. So, uh, yeah, like, he, he can do a thing, but I wouldn't say he's got knockout, knockout power, you know what I mean? But, yeah, he, he's, uh, he's able to, um, he can touch a motherfucker, right? So you can't take him lightly, but, you know, he ain't gonna be rattling your dome with every single strike. So... 
he is going in there against the renegade Jerome Riviera, who is uh, ten and two, he's uh, coming off a free fight win streak. So this is his UFC debut. He um, he fought on the Contender series in uh, Bruges, beginning of August. So, hmm. That may have been the first episode of this season. I forget now. But, uh, yeah. So, he's coming via a um, a win at LFA at the beginning of the year. Um, so, yeah, you know, he's... Uh, hey, he's got some submissions. You know what I mean? He's got, yeah, quite a few submissions, really. You know? Um, let's have a look. Okay, so um, out of his 10 wins, 6 were by submission That is not bad, right? Uh, yeah, that's pretty decent 1 TKO And um, yeah, then that makes 3 decision wins So um Okay, this hey, this makes everything a little interesting. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna say Riviera. I'm gonna say Riviera for the win, right? I feel the fight will make its way to the ground. Um, and as I said, look, Nam, he can touch you, but not every punch. Right, not every punch is gonna be concussive, so uh, yeah, I feel that um, Riviera will get an opportunity, and um, he's gonna take that. So yeah, we're going Riviera. So the next fight, we move up to the featherweight division. We got Derek Mina against T.J. Lamari. Um, so. You know what I mean? Mina, he is a 24 and 11. He's coming off a loss, which was um, in February, uh, where he, um, yeah, he, he lost to uh, Grant Dawson. That was his UFC debut. Um, but, you know, these things... These things happen, and uh, you know, in Dawson, Dawson ain't no joke, right? Definitely ain't no joke. Now, looking at um, Mina's record, he's got um, yeah, he's got quite a few uh, submissions. You know, that does seem to be like his, uh, you know, preferred way to get it done. And it's a variety of submissions as well. You know, arm bars, guillotines, knee bars, rear nakeds. You know, that's all good. It's all good. So, uh, yeah, that's Mina. So, he is um, he's going up against TJ Lamar, the truth. All right. Who's uh, 12 and 3. And coming off a uh, oh shit, four fight win streak, one of which being 
his uh, contender series victory. Yeah. So I believe he was on the night when everyone got contracts. Yeah, I think that was the second week. So um yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. Um Yo know, there's uh, like I feel there's a few TKOs, a few submissions, probably mainly decisions. You know, he does seem like he's, uh, you know, I mean, he's gritty. He's going to just be in there to grind it out. Right. So, um, yeah, I feel this is an interesting fight. I think I'm going to go with um, Mina just on the experience front. And um, he he could be... More versed with the submissions You know what I mean So yeah I'm going to say Mina for the win Here So then we move down to The bantamweight division We got Andre Yule Against Irvin Riviera So They um, You know he's 16 And 6 Coming off a You know a win which was um, in February on the Jones-Reyes card, UFC 247. It was a split decision over Jonathan Martinez. Um, now, Yul, he came to the UFC... Ooh. Um, when did he come to the UFC? Whew. It was... 2018 Yeah 2018 September And he got a win over Renan Barrera So yeah he came out hot But you know what I mean He's fought some tough dudes Second fight against Nathaniel Wood So it's like win loss Win loss You know um, Hasn't really been able to uh, Just uh, Cement that Streak yet But he is definitely Skilled You know definitely skilled So He can You know he he can uh, He can submit you He can TKO you You know uh, So yeah he's going up against The boost Owen Riviera Who's 10 and 5 Also coming off a win uh, that was against Ali Alquazi. Uh, that was um, beginning of August, right? Uh, that you know, what I mean, it was a split decision. It was a back and forth fight. It was a back and forth little scrap, and he just pulled away in that third round. You know, this will be his third UFC fight. Uh, his first was a decision loss to Giga Kadezi, um, all this year. So yeah, he's definitely um, you know making the most of the current situation. I do feel Yule is probably gonna be a bit too much for him though, you know. 
Like, um, he, he's got TKOs and stuff, but I think Yule's got the submissions as well, you know, so yeah, I, I think Yule is probably, uh, gonna take this one, but, uh, should be an interesting little clash. So we stay in the bantamweight division and we have Randy Costa against Journey Newsom. Um, which, yeah, you know, should be a good clash. Okay, so the Zohan, he's got a 5 and 1 record. He's coming off a win. Um, this will be his third fight. In the UFC Okay So uh, Yeah He um, last fought Boston Salmon In October last year Was a first round TKO uh, Lost his debut To Brandon Davis Rear naked choke uh, That was Whoa That was UFC 236 Which feels like an age ago Right um, his previous fights, yeah, a lot of stoppages, you know, TKO, that seems to be, uh, you know what I mean, that seems to be the thing with him, so, um, you know, you gotta be careful of those hands, right, now, on the flip side, Journey Newsome, He's 9-2 and two with one no contest. Now, he's coming a, off a loss in his last fight, right? Um, but, you know, these things happen, right? Uh, so, the no contest was his last fight, and that was a UFC 247. Hmm. Now, it was a first round stoppage, so I'm assuming someone got popped. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I feel probably happened in that. Uh, so, this will be his third UFC um, fight. Made his debut in uh, June last year, which was a loss to Ricardo Ramos. Um, in his previous fights, um, you know, a few decisions, had a, uh, triangle, you know, triangle win, but, um, yeah, you know, is uh, nothing crazy, which does make this probably a fairer contest, uh, than, you know, maybe perceived with the record, um, oh, you know what, I tell a lie, he's got, actually, yeah, ugh, uh, <laughs> obviously, I, yeah, I'm just, bruh, I don't know, even fucking know, there's a couple of submissions, a couple, not three TKOs, so yeah, no, 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 no. It, it's it's not too bad, not too bad. But yeah, like he he's been out for um a f you know a few months. No, it's an interesting one, right? Definitely an interesting clash, but it makes sense. 
right? It, 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 it's, you can't look at it and think, oh, that dude hasn't got many fights and that dude, yeah, no, no, no. When you actually break it down, it is a fairer contest. Um, hmm. I feel I'm gonna. I might just go with Newson. It's a difficult one. Um, I think it's a it's a lot more even um, than maybe perceived. But yeah, think I'm gonna go with Newson with this one. Uh, but yeah, should be interesting. So we stay in the bantamweight division, but. We transition over to the ladies. Yup, yup. We have Sarah Alpa against Jessica Rose Clark. So, too sweet. She is 9 and 4 and coming off a free fight win streak, which, yeah, not too bad. Now, she's. um. Come to the UFC via the Contender Series. Uh, she had a win over Shayna Young. Um, that was August last year. So, um, yeah, you know, because of Corona, she's had a couple of fights fall through. Which, yes, yeah, got to suck. You know, definitely got to suck. Um, looking at the record... Hmm, okay, so she's got, you know, uh, a couple of TKOs and a rear naked. Rest have been uh, decisions. So on the other side, we've got Jesse Jess, who is nine and six uh, and won no contest. Uh, you know, she's coming off a couple of losses. But, you know, it you know, it is Panny Kenzad and Jessica I. So, you know, neither are anything to uh, scoff at, really. You know, let's be real. Um, I think you've got to feel bad for uh, Rose Clark because I just feel this injuries have really just plagued her career. You know, she came to the UFC in 2017, November 2017, had a good win over Beck Rowling. Um, she then, you know, she then had a win over Paige Van Sant. So, yeah, you know, she's on a bit of a roll. She loses to I. But then, yeah, she, you know, out for a bit. Then she comes back, loses to Panzan. You know, out for a bit more. Yeah, it's just, you know, must be irritating. Uh, She's got one, one sub... You know, one TKO. Uh, then the rest of decisions. But, you know, she's gritty for sure. Definitely um, gritty. But she, you know, she trains with um, a bunch of killers. I do feel, though, that, you know, Alpha is just, 
yeah, she's coming on that that win streak, right? She was LFA champion, um, came through the contender. So, yeah, she's just riding high, definitely riding high. So, yeah, I think that she's going to uh, come in and get that win, you know? Going to go with Alpha here. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a um, yeah, a close one and a fun fight, right? Uh, so, then... We drop down to the flyweight division. We got Jordan Espinosa against David Duvark. Uh huh. So Espinosa is fifteen seven and one no contest. He's coming off a win, which was against Mark De La Rosa. Uh, so that was June this year. He did look very good in that fight. You know, very clean and clinical. Um, so this will be his fifth fight in the UFC. He came via the Contender Series. You know, won his first fight against Eric Shelton. You know, lost the, the next two, but it's um, Matt Schnell and Alex Perez. So both... Good competition. Um, but, uh, yeah, this will be his third fight this year. You know what I mean? So that's all good. He's um does like a dance choke, right? Definitely likes a dance choke. He's got, like, I don't know, four? <laughs> four on the record. Um, so, yeah, he does like submissions. There is... Uh, hmm, one TKO, you know, so, uh, no, a couple of TKOs, so he can definitely mix it up, can definitely mix it up, now, on the other side, we have got, um, The Undertaker, <laughs> shit, <laughs> you know what I mean, Duvac is 18 and 3, on a 14 fight win streak. Woo. <laughs> oh shit. So um, he made his UFC debut in March. Uh, where he beat Bruno Silvia. Um, before that. Yeah you know he was really just putting it on people man. Very putting it on like submissions, TKOs. Whew. He is a dangerous motherfucker. Um who yeah, I'm gonna say that the Undertaker is going to be uh yeah, looking for another plot of land this weekend to bury someone. Yeah. I'm, you know, basically I'm saying, uh, yeah, Duvac gets to win, okay? Just in case that wasn't clear for people, alright? <laughs> okay, so, we then <laughs> go to uh, the, um, we, you know, we stay in the flyweight division, transition over to the ladies again, and we have Maria Moreno-Silva, Against Maria Romero Borrelia. Whew. 
gosh, little tongue twister right there. So, um, Silva is six and one. She's coming off a loss in the last fight. Uh, that was to uh, Marin, uh, Marina Moraes, uh, which was March this year. She lost the decision. Um, yeah, she came via the Contender Series um, August 2018. So she got a win over Gillian Robertson uh, September you know, that year, but, uh, yeah, it's just been out since, so I don't know if, yeah, you know, injuries or, or what, but, um, yeah, on a comeback, she, uh, yeah, got the loss, but definitely handy on the ground with the submissions, okay, so, her foe, you know, um, Barella, she is 12-8-2, no contests. Now, she, um, yeah, she's had a rough time. You know, she's coming off three losses. Um, yeah, it's been a bit back and forth for her. So, she made her UFC debut, uh, what, 2017? UFC 216, jeez, Ferguson v. Lee, uh, she then, you know, next fight, Caitlin Kachajian, lost that, she then fought Talia Santos, won that, but then she went up against Lauren Murphy, Montana De La Rosa, and Courtney Casey, so, um, yeah, all losses, but all very tough opposition. Uh, now she um yeah she can get it down on the ground. You know she's got submissions. Um. Yeah, this is gonna be a tough fight. Now Borella has more fights, right? And she has been in there with tough competition. You know, um, uh, silver, not as many fights, right? Frequency, not quite there. They're both good on the ground. Hmm. So I'm going to say, um, Borella. Because, you know what I mean? I, I just think the experience being in there with such tough competition, she's going to know. Um, just what those bad situations look like And be able to extricate herself from those So yeah, I'm going to say that, uh, you know, Borella gets it done But, whoo, being a bit of a marathon But we are at the main event of the prelims uh, Merced Betec against Eduardo Gagoria uh, so this is in the featherweight division. So yeah, a good fight, man. Definitely a good fight. Now Bet Tech, he is thirteen and three. He's coming off a couple of losses. You know, coming off a couple of losses, which um, so the you know, there's a split decision loss to Dan Eag, 
That was February this year. Um, UFC 247 was a very close fight. And, um, yeah, then there was the loss to Josh Emmett, which he wasn't doing too badly. But, yeah, just Emmett got those rocks in his hands. You know what I mean? Um, now, Betik, he is skilled, right? We have seen him do his thing, right? Uh, so, yeah, he's got good hands. He's got submissions, you know what I mean? Is he, he, he? Yeah, he he's just about focus. I feel with him, but Gregory, he's thirteen and one. Um, he's coming off a loss. You know, which was his second UFC fight against Ricardo Ramos. Um, that was November last year. You know, made his UFC debut. Uh, against Humberto Bandane. Uh, that was August last year. He got the decision win. Um, oh, that was a good fight as well. I think that was when they went to Uruguay. Hmm, I believe. Um, but yeah, good fight. Now he, um, yeah, he can. He's got some submission locks. You know what I mean. A TKO, it's gonna be a fun fight. I'm gonna say bit bet tick, but that's just uh, you know what I mean. It, it just all comes down to bet tick's focus. If he's focused, he's getting the win. If yeah, if it's one of his you know off nights, then uh. Yeah, it won't go as well for him. But, you know, we're going to throw a hat with Bet Tick for now. But, oh, definitely some good fights on this prelim card. Definitely some good fights. But, people, that leads us into the main card. And, goddamn, this one is tasty. Okay, so we start the main card with a banger. Oh my god. Whew. This is a good fight. Okay, so we've got a middleweight clash between Darren the Dentist Stewart and Kevin. Fuck, I think it's the. Is it hybrid? Hmm. Kevin Holland. I forget what his nickname is. Her. But yeah, this is a fun fight. God damn. Now, Stuart is 12 and 5 with one no contest. He is coming off a uh, real good win. You know, he beat Mackie Patoli um, beginning of August. Got a guillotine choke. Ooh, that was a fun fight. First round. Yeah, that was decent, you know. Um, yeah, like Stuart, we've seen him. Yeah, you know, we've seen him get some really good wins, and then oh, you know what I mean, just some uh, some losses that are just like God damn it, you know. 
And oh, I just remember his UFC debut And he got the nice win But it was called a no contest oh, Which was just like oh, Yeah, that, that was that was shitty But, um, you know he, He's definitely tough he, we've seen him get some TKOs. Like the last win was a, uh, you know, guillotine choke. So yeah, he's been in there. He can mix it up. We have seen him lose concentration and focus at times, which can be Stewart's downfall, right? And um, yeah, that that can be the problem sometimes. So uh. Trailblazer, that's it. So Holland, he is 18 and 5 coming off two wins. And whoa, oh my days. They are good wins. Right? The last one against Joaquin Buckley. Damn. Yo, he got the knockout in the third round. But man, just. The two rounds before that, he was just controlling things. And yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, now, before that was Anthony Hernandez, which was, yeah, that was another great fight. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, we've seen him just be in there, mix it up, right? He can submit you, can knock you. Out and um, yeah, I I think he's I feel he's got the reach advantage over um Stewart, and yeah, he's just you know, I mean, he's good on the ground, he's got the better stand up, and yeah, I think it's gonna be a problem, I think it's gonna be a problem, and I think, yeah, I think Holland. Walks away with the win here You know Which uh, You know what I mean It, it definitely sucks because I do like Stuart But yeah I just think this is not a favourable bout Not a favourable bout for him So we then drop to the strawweight division We've got Ronda Marcos Against Mackenzie Dern um, Now the Quiet Storm. She is 10, 8, and 1. She's coming off a loss in her last fight, which was against Amanda Rebus in uh, March. Right? Um, it was a decision, right? So, hey, definitely we've seen um, the form Rebus has put out there. You know, so that's, you know. It's not anything to kind of be ashamed of. Now, Marcus, like, we've seen her perform really well. But then she usually, you know what I mean? It's like win-lose, win-lose, win-lose. Now, she's never lost two in a row. But, you know what I mean? But, this is friggin'... Mackenzie Dern that she's going up against now, Marka she can submit you. You know what I mean. She got uh, Angela Hill with an armbar. Um, 
but it's usually going to a decision. You know, she's usually just gritting it out, and um, yeah, getting the uh, you know, getting the, you know, the call. But yeah, she's going up against um, Mackenzie Dern, who is eight and one, coming off a win, and yeah, the crazy thing is, you know, I think since having the baby. We've seen Dern make way easy, right? And she's definitely just looked better. Like crisper stand up, um you know, more focus. You know what I mean? She she comes in in better shape, you know, which yeah, that's a problem for people, right? Because in the past, you look. I I think it's fair to say that Dern probably didn't take her training as seriously as she could. You know, she was yeah, just coming off those raw skills and talent on the ground. But yeah, we I don't know. It looks like we we're seeing a different fire under her. So um. Yeah, I think this is going to be a problem for Marcos I think, you know, Dern is going to get her down You know, she's probably, you know, she's, I feel Dern's probably got the better hands So I think she's going to, you know, do her thing on the feet, get her down And then submit her You know, I don't think it's going to go all free But, um Hey, look, I can be wrong, right? So we'll see how this goes. But yeah, my money is on Dern for the win here. Uh, so then we jump up to the um, you know, the light heavyweight division. And you know, everything's in the mix right now in that division, right? So we got Johnny Walker against Ryan Span and yeah, this is a perfect opportunity for one of these guys to go, hey, remember me? You know? And yeah, just start their start their journey. You know, start their journey on that road to a title shot. So we have got Johnny Walker, who's 17 and 5. He's coming off a couple of losses, you know. Which is, um, yes, an interesting one because he came in looking just ridiculous, right? Looking crazy. Came via the Contender Series um, 2018. Then it was just the first round finishes of Khalil Roundtree, Justin Ledet, and Misha Serkinov. Um, but Corey Anderson really just, ooh, yeah, he put pay to uh, Walker's rise at UFC 244, and then uh, Nika Krolov, you know, uh, in March this year, just, hey, he got the decision win, but yeah, he just showed, you can just wear um, Walker out, now, interestingly enough, 
I think Misha Serkinov is going to be in Johnny Walker's corner. Right? So, you know, I think Johnny Walker has been moving around, trying to train, trying to, yeah, just work on his skills. But he didn't look great in the Krolov fight. And he's, he gets tired. He does get tired. So, it's just all a matter of, you know, what can, uh, what can Span do, you know? Is he going to be Superman out there? Now, he is 18 and 5, coming off 8 wins. You know, the last win was a split decision over Sam Alvey at UFC 249. Uh, which was um, May this year Now In that one It was You know Span was getting tired as well You know It was a little sloppy um, But you know He got the guillotine choke over Devin Clark Nice uppercut In the first round Against uh, Nagera. Like yeah, he he you know he can knock you out, he can submit you, like Span, you know he he's got skills, right? He he's definitely got skills. You know he went to the contender series, he lost, but went back on the regionals, got wins, came back, got the win, you know so. We've we've seen him put in work, right? But yeah, in that last one, he wasn't great. Wasn't great. But I'm probably gonna go with Span, right? But I do feel this is a toss-up. I think I'd say Span because you know he he can knock you out, he can submit you, right? So that's I feel that's why I'm going Just because he's shown more weapons so far Right Now Walker has shown a lot of weapons On the feet But we've seen people Negate those You know And then We just haven't seen a whole lot His ground game Yeah You know what I mean And then with the Just the tiredness and all of that Now as I said look Spang he, yeah, he was looking real tired in that last one as well. But I think if they're both tired, Span is probably the more likely to be able to pull something out. You know? So yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Span, but um it is a bit of a toss-up. So we then go to um you know Whew. Now this is a one, right? So we, a middleweight clash, Jared Marshall against Kamzat Chimave, and this has definitely had a lot of um, talk around this fight because you know Chimave, he's the hot talent right now, and yeah, everyone knows he's got this fight booked, and then a fight against Damian Meyer. So yeah, there has definitely been more, f- but this is good for um GM three, right? Because hey, people might not have been talking about this fight otherwise, you know. 
Now, Mershot, he's, what, 31 and 13. So, he has been in there. You know, he's paid his dues. He's, yeah, he's seen a lot. Right? He is coming off a loss to um, Ian Heinish, which, yeah, that was a big loss. You know, third, first round... I think he didn't really get anything off. Heinish just came in and woo, correct shop, basically. So that was beginning of June, beginning of June. Um, now Heinish he he won the previous fight against Devin Wynn. Um, yeah, he, he's been in there with some tough dudes, you know, like Eric Anders, Trevin Giles, Kevin Holland, Jack Manson. Oscar Pacheta, Eric Spicely, Tega Santos. Man, yeah, he's he's definitely been up in there, right? Made his debut in 2016. Um he got an Anaconda choke against Joe Gigaletti. Right? So yeah, I mean submissions is his game. He has got TKOs. You know, a body kick against Spicely, right? But, yeah, a, a, a choke is usually the way he wants to uh, bring it to a close. Now, on the flip side, we've got Bose. You know, Chimave, he's 8-0. Never felt that sting of defeat. And he has, yeah, been on a roll. You know, fought at welterweight and middleweight. First fight, middleweight against John Phillips. Just ran through him. Got that dust choke. Then Reese McKee dropped down. You know what I mean? But, yeah, again, I ran through him. You know? He's got submissions. He's got TKOs. Yeah, he's been a bit of a... um. Yeah, a bit of a wrecking ball in there. Now, the the thing is, we have seen that happen to Mershot. You know, in his last fight, Heinish did that same thing to him. Right? And, man, it, you know, it's not just, I feel, yeah, getting that quick submission... But it's also, you look at the way those submissions have been locked in. And you can see Chimave has got slick skills. You know, he, he, he trains with some killers at All-Stars. You know what I mean? So, he's no joke. And I think the, all the talk has been about the double bookings and all of this. But. Chimavate has got the skills, you know. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Mershot can get him into the second, maybe the third, right? But Mershot, he's he's definitely got skills. There's no doubting that. But he can be sloppy. He can be sloppy, and he does tire. Right, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Chimave for the win here. You know, I think it's going to be an inter- it can be an interesting fight. You know, M- Mershot is definitely fired up. 
You know what I mean? He, he's talking a good fight in all the interviews. But yeah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna say that uh, Chimave, you know, gets the win. But, um... Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. You know, definitely... We, it, the fight will give us more data on Chimave. You know? So it's definitely gonna do that. Which, uh, yeah, that's all good. Now... This next one, so we're at the co-main event. We got Nico Price against Donald Cowboy Cerrone in the welterweight division. Um, it is an odd one, right? It is an odd clash because you know the hybrid. He is a tough motherfucker. You know he's fourteen for one no contest. He's coming off a loss. Right, so that was um, Vince Lope, you know, in the um, in the last fight, you know, second loss to um, Luke as well. Um, yeah, you know, Price is reckless. <laughs> you know what I mean, he is reckless. He will do some crazy fucking shit in there. And he can pull off the just insane victories. You know, got the upkick win against James Vick. He got those fucking hammer fists from bomb against Randy Brown. He, you know, he will put himself in ridiculous friggin' situations. Yo, and I feel that's the big thing, right? He he's happy to take a hit to get a hit off, right? So that's his that's his big thing. But so this is the thing, right? If Cerrone does win, it doesn't really like it's not gonna get him a title shot. It's probably not even going to move him up the rankings. So it makes it a very dangerous and an odd fight for Cerrone. You know? But, right? You know what I mean? Cerrone has... Yeah, he's been in there. He's done it all. Right? 36-15 won no contest. You know? He has... Yeah, for everyone. Now, like, he is on a four-fight losing streak, right? The last fight, though, against Anthony Pettis, I didn't think Cerrone won that fight, right? I I thought that was a, a bullshit decision. And in that fight, you could also see that Pettis thought he lost that fight. Right, he was surprised that he got the nod. You know, so yeah, I I did think that kind of sucks, and it uh, you know it does uh, it does put Cerrone just in this tough fucking place, right? He's just he, you know, ugh. It is an odd one. We have seen Cerrone just go on these runs. 
You know, just when, like we've seen him, you know, be on losing streaks and then he just pulls it out there. You know, pull it out and just, yeah, just get some great wins. And, you know what, I'm going to say Cerrone gets this one. You know, he has seen it all. He's been in there with everyone. He's seen it all. For sure. Right? Like, you know, he's still tough, but he's definitely slowed. Right? We can say that. He is definitely slowed. But he can put it on people still. You know? So, I feel Price... As I said, he can get reckless. And I think if he gives, you know, Cerrone that opening, Cerrone can get it done. Right? And, hey, I would say if Cerrone does win, it would be good if he does just hang it up. Because I just don't think he's got anything else to prove. Yeah, I, I, I think he's... Yeah, he's just been in there, he's done it all He's in the Hall of Fame For sure You know what I mean? For sure But I just don't I don't think he's getting a title shot You know? Don't think he's getting a title shot I think the only Time he will get a title shot Now Is if people are injured They need someone at the last minute that's it, you know, I don't think any number of wins will get him to that, that big thing, so what else, he's just had another kid, so yeah, if he gets the win, it would be great for him just to hang it up, and I don't know, there's so many other things, like, I think he's doing, you know, stunt work in films, I'd imagine the UFC could find him something, you know what I mean? But yeah, I, I, I like that. Let him go out on a big win. That would be cool. So yeah, I'm going to go with Cowboy here. Now that, people, that brings us to the main event. Right? And listen, I, you know what I mean? You can, you can talk about this fight all day. Right? Colby Covington against Tyrone Woodley. So, big worldweight clash. And, you know, you can look at their records. You can break it down. You know, Chaos, he's 15-2. and two. He's coming off the loss to Usman. But, yeah, he's been in there. He's, yeah, you know what I mean? He's put, on, he's put in work. It's funny, he has got some submissions earlier in the career, right? Of late, though, the last lot of fights have been decisions. And Woodley, you know, the chosen one, he's 19-5-1. He's coming off a couple of losses, right? So, the you know, losing the title to Usman... And then there's a loss to Gilbert. And I think, look, this is the thing about this fight, right? Now, Woodley's been in there with 
everyone. We've seen him get in wars. Yo, we, we've seen him get to the heights in Strike Force, win the belt, and we've seen him lose it, but come back and then go back on that run. Right? Get back in there and do his thing. So we we've seen Woodley get to those heights. But in the last couple of fights, we, we've just seen him not have anything. And he's admitted to it that, like, he felt good, really good in the Burns fight. You know, leading up to that, in a great camp, he felt good. But he just couldn't pull the trigger. Couldn't pull the trigger. Right? But on the flip side, he's coming against Covington, who he will just be in front of Woodley. He likes to try and put that pace on people. Jerry, he hasn't got knockout power, but he will be striking constantly. You know what I mean? That's the big thing. Now, Covington likes to grind, right? He'll punch you, take you down, work on you, let you get back up, take you down, grind on you, bum, bum, bum. That's what he will do, right? And for Woodley, if Woodley can't find that trigger, we're going to see Covington essentially do to him what, you know, Usman and Burns has done to him. That's what we're going to see. Now, this is the thing, right? I think if Woodley is fighting like Woodley has fought, Woodley wins this fight, right? Woodley wins this fight. But it's all about if he can just work it out in that ring. You know, when he's in the octagon, when the door shuts behind him, can he refine that focus? You know? Because I will say this, if he can't, I think he needs to hang it up. Right? Because he can, this is the thing, he looked good in the Usman fight. Like, physically, he always looks good. He will always turn up looking good and being ready. But if mentally he's not there, he's going to be in there for 15, 25 minutes just taking unnecessary damage. And that's not good. It's not good. Right? And if on for a third fight in a row, he just can't flick the switch, make that transition, I don't know if he ever will. And especially when it's Covington, someone who has been poking at him for the last two years. So if you can't turn it on in that fight, you ain't going to turn it on for just you know, average dude, when I say average dude, listen, no offense, but you know what I mean, right, so yeah, 
If Woodley can find a spark, Woodley wins. If he doesn't, yeah, Covington is just going to grind this out. And Woodley needs to take a long, hard look and think about what he wants. Because he's got out of fighting endeavours. You know, there's other stuff that he can do. So maybe he just needs to step away and just go, yeah, I'm done. But, you know, it would be good to see him come back. Because, whoo, Woodley on game is toit. You know what I mean? So, yeah, this is, I don't think there's any other way you can break this fight down. You know, we can look at the skills. We don't go, yeah, Woodley can submit him. He can do, yeah, but it's not about that. This is straight up on the mental side of things. So, we will see what happens. I'm saying Woodley, but yeah, we won't know until that motherfucking door shuts. You know what I mean? But, goddamn, I am looking forward to this card. And, um, hopefully, you know what I mean? We don't get any issues. And, yeah, this is just the thing. So, fingers crossed, people. Fingers crossed. Okay, people, so we have reached the end of another episode, but before we bounce, let's uh, take a look and see what is happening in in the fight game. So, um, yeah, (laughs) when I first started the breakdown, everything was great. But then, you read after, I then see that friggin' Eduardo Gagori is out of his fight against Betik. So, uh, yeah, who knows if, um, you know, a replacement is gonna get found. We'll have to see. But we've still got 14 fights because, um,. You know what I mean? Jermaine Wells has been brought in to fight Miguel Bezo. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're all good on that front. So then we jump to the following week, the 26th of September, UFC 253. We got Kadis Ibramimov will be fighting Danilio Marquez. Um, on the 3rd of October, you know what I mean, the, uh, Holly Holm, um, oh my god, I forget her name, Aldana, Jesus Christ, I've, my mind is just blanked, but that fight card, right, um, now the co-main event was meant to be Tiago Santos Glover Clexera, but last time Texera tested positive for COVID, this time, uh, you know what I mean, Santos has tested positive for, for uh, COVID, so that fight is now off. Um, but we do have another fight taking place on the third. So we got Jezin Ayari will be fighting Luigi Vedramani. Yeah, I feel I butchered those names, but uh, yeah, 
So um, uh, there we go. Uh, so listen, we will be back on a Friday. So we will, um, you know, what I mean? we'll look back at everything that happened in Invicta. So yeah, enjoy the fights tomorrow, people. Peace.